Welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative. I'm super excited. Uh, my friend Evan, who's the CEO of Accumula, uh, is joining us. So we're going to cue the theme. Uh, and honestly, I think this is going to be one of the coolest episodes, especially if you are in my world, uh, meaning you have a brick and mortar store and you're online. Uh, if you don't know who Accumula is, you're probably li living under a rock. So uh, I'm excited for him to be here. So we're going to cue the theme and then we'll jump into it. The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors, and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. So like I said, we have Evan from Accumula. Hey, Evan. Hey. Um, gosh, I have known Evan for, gosh, I don't even know, like 10 years, almost maybe. I don't think it's quite that long, but it feels like that long. Yeah. Uh, just because we, we've seen so many changes and, uh, like so much growth. And I, I yeah. think to both, you know, together, uh, with the kind of retailers that we work with, that's really been kind of an extraordinary ride up to this point. And of course, this year is unlike any other. Um, so if it all feels longer now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so hey, to introduce uh, my audience to Evan, uh, Evan is the CEO of Accumula. Uh, I'll let him dive into it. But ultimately, what they do is help brick and mortar stores uh, integrate their in-store tools with their online tools. I'll let him dive into what that looks like. Um, but to personally introduce him, uh, I have known Evan. Uh, he is one of the, really, I can't think of another person off the top of my head that serves an identical person to who I serve. Uh, meaning that, you know, all I do, all my company does is help brick and mortar retailers uh, launch and grow their online stores uh, and increase their online sales. And uh, Evan's software is designed for that. In fact, that's really the, the primary, that's really the only people that would use Accumula. I'm sure there may be a few exceptions to that, but generally that's who's working with them. Um, but I've known Evan for a really long time. Uh, and what I love about Evan and really our journey together is he and I both have backgrounds in the point of sale world. And that's where we were for a really long time. Uh, and, you know, over the last several years, I think Evan, a little bit before me even, um, realizing that the future of retail, a lot of it was going to be online, but it didn't mean the death of brick and mortar. It was just a, a transformation of brick and mortar stores. And so he and I have really had this really cool, like parallel journey towards that. And so I'm excited to be able to dive in, in that today. Um, Evan, really quick, why don't you share just like the, the 60 second version of <laughs> what is Accumula? Um, what, is, what exactly is it that you're doing? Yeah. So Accumula is a platform. Uh, I got started in, in point of sale uh, because I had a friend who wanted to open a knitting shop and they said, well, what are we going to do to track the inventory? And I, I started researching that, found point of sale. I'd done a lot with software and had a whole other career, but um, found them a solution. And then we just started getting customers. I just started a business 
you know, kind of like you, you fell into it, started getting uh, a lot of folks calling and getting referrals and built up a team to do it. And then they all started saying, hey, we got to sell online. We need to connect to, you know, our email marketing. We need to do all these things. And the, you know, the natural fact is, is there are a lot of platforms have that kind of integration built in, but it doesn't always meet the needs of, of, uh, you know, the businesses that it serves. And we found that even when there was a native solution, like for an integration to e-commerce platform, that a lot of times we could build something that was a lot better and really served the needs of the retailer better. And that's really what we've done. Um, and uh, we've got about a thousand customers at this point, and I've got a team of fifteen um, who we're just dedicated to connecting uh, all the platforms together and really helping retailers adopt the best practices to succeed across all of these channels uh, with all of this technology. That's awesome. Um, so before uh, those of you getting are getting nervous that maybe we're about to dive into some like nerd technology stuff. <laughs> uh, that's definitely not uh, what we're going to do today. Uh, what's cool is that Evan and I really get a lot of the behind the scenes um, of what is working, what is not in the retail world, particularly for brick and mortar stores that are selling online. Uh, and so since Evan's the only person I know that works with the same people that I do, uh, like what a cool opportunity for us to talk through that. And one thing that I just have to acknowledge, and as Evan, I'd love your opinion on, you know, you and I have been on this, like, uh, you know, I think the term that was really hot for a while was like omni-channel. Uh, that was a huge word. What was that, like four or five years ago? That kind of became yeah. a buzzword. Um, but you and I were on that bandwagon early, and we've been preaching that for a while. Uh, the I call, I've been calling it the new retail, this idea that a... Um, a brick and mortar store can't be about their storefront. Like their storefront doesn't have a website. Instead, they are a brand and their brand has a store experience and that brand has an online experience and social media experience and so on. People experience the brand in different ways. Uh, and you've been on a, a similar bandwagon for a long time. But I think this year, the conversation has changed like, what do you think in 2020, when we look at all that happened this year, good and bad, uh, what do you think changed in that conversation about, you know, we could call it omni-channel, new retail, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what do you think's changed this year that might have might shift our conversation some? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, every anyone who is kind of on the fence about uh, whether online was important for their business. You know, I think a, a lot of brick and mortar retailers, they do a great business in store. They have close customer relationships. They know their customers. They've had their customers coming in for a long time. And they really, you know, have developed those one-on-one -on -one relationships. And they've been able to make a great living without having to develop, you know, that broader kind of digital presence that the online channel helps them deliver, you know, really reaching people they don't know who don't come into the store maybe, or, you know, that the, the way that the pandemic has impacted everyone's perception of that, right. With the lockdowns, with these uh, having to let a lot of your staff go for a period 
really changed their, un- I think, a lot of business owners' understanding of how critical all of these ways of connecting with customers are. And uh, I think have got has got a, a lot of them really realizing, okay, you know, I can put some energy into this. It's a different kind of um, work. It's a different kind of engagement with customers, but you can do it. And in many cases you must, you know, it's, it's kind of part of survival because the, there are other, uh, you know, companies, retailers that you're competing against and they're setting this new expectation right? That whether that's for a curbside pickup or to be able to have you do a quick video chat with them to show them um, uh, a new piece of merchandise or what, that there are these new ways of connecting with customers. And that's part of what shoppers are getting used to. They're developing new habits and um, they really prefer to shop with businesses that can service those different channels. I think the last metric that I saw was something like 77% of shoppers are now engaging across both online and in-store before they purchase. And they prefer to purchase in-store, but they're doing that research online. And so if you don't have kind of equivalency, you know, if you're not putting everything that your brand is about online, you're not necessarily getting you know, the best first impression, because a lot of first impressions are being made there. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know what, I'd love to hear your opinion on, and maybe I know what you're going to say, but it's possible that I don't. Um, you know, a, a few episodes ago, I I talked about if someone should go and hire like a, a e-commerce designer, developer, really a company like what we do. And my point was, uh, you know, if you are really trying to establish like an e-commerce business, like this is going to be a permanent sales channel for your business, then yes, like you would never, unless you had your superpower is being a contractor and like you would never consider not hiring a contractor to build out your storefront. It's the same thing with your online store. Um, But I have to acknowledge that there is this space of people who um, their mindset is, I just need to get through this pandemic. I just need to get to the end of this and let things go back to normal. And so I'm going to put a website up, but I'm just going to put something basic. I'm not going to integrate my inventory. I'm just going to get some things online um, so I can sell to my customers. I might put a link to people to schedule like a Zoom shopping session or something. Um, But I'm not really going to dive into e-commerce. I just need to get to the end of this. For that person... Do you think that when this pandemic's over, do you think that that is going to be a competitive model? Or do you think that in a way they're kind of setting themselves up for failure as things have changed so much through the pandemic? Yeah, no, that, I mean, the hard truth is, and I really, I think we've both been sort of preaching this for several years, is that um, shoppers want to shop the way they want to shop. And this year, they've been forced to change the way that they shop. They have new habits. This is there will, you know, going back to normal will mean you now are able to open your store and you can now have, you know, full capacity and, um, you know, there will be foot traffic again. It doesn't mean that people are going to stop 
wanting to shop online. These are new habits that I don't think are are going to change. And I think the assumption, like the default position that that we tell our customers is that, you know, this is the new normal. Uh, this is this is how, you know, more or less how things are going to be. There, there will be a lot more traffic that will come back to brick and mortar for sure. Because, you know, many people just, that's how they prefer to shop. But the, you're still going to get online orders. Um, you still, you know, do you like the number one thing that I've been saying for five years is get everything in your shop online, make that part of just like your operations. When you're receiving things, you're bringing in new product. You've got to be ready to get that product online at the same time and treat that as just as important as how you merchandise your shop, because it, it really is going to be that important. Gosh, yeah, I totally agree. I think it is going to be our new normal. And I think what what's been interesting to see is that um, like people that like they would say they prefer to shop in person. They want to try things on and uh, they want to touch it, feel it, whatever. But what I think happened in the pandemic is people that would probably never have considered shopping online did and realized that it was possible. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, I could actually order clothing online and get what I'm after uh, and get the end result that I'm after. And I think that now, even if that person, let's say we go back to a quote unquote normal, whatever that means, um, even if that person went from shopping 100% in store to now 20% in, or 20% online and eight, still 80% in store, well, then that still is this massive you know, if you think across a, a, a huge market, that's still this huge group of new online customers that didn't exist 12 months right. ago, even right. if they're not going to be spending as much as your serious online shoppers. And, you know, I think you and I have probably both heard people who are hesitant to go online that say the famous, like, you know, my customer doesn't shop online. And it's like, well, no, they do. <laughs> they just haven't been shopping with you online. And well, yeah, yeah, and that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah, and but I think it's we've now like gotten to a point where, you know, the people that were able to get online quickly realize that and are now beginning to, you know, build their business around it. Yeah, it's it's got to be a, a critical part of the business and and part of your operations, and just part of the way that you look at. Um, you look at your opportunities as a, as a retailer. I, you know, we think about customer service as being um, the most incredible way that we can build customer loyalty. Um, and that, you know, those personal relationships that you have with the shoppers who come into your store, you know, they tell their friends, they tell their families, you know, that is part of how you build a, a business. Um, but, you know, the fact is, is that your website is like the best, you know, one of the best referral engines that you have out there. Anyone can see it. Anyone can happen to it. Anyone who wants to share your business without bringing someone, toting them down to your store or telling them, hey, this would be great. You should go check them out. It's much, much faster for someone to access your website and to see, you know, how do you approach style? How do you approach um, your you know, the, your customer. 
and get a feel for you and, and do they want to come in store um, based on what they're seeing online. So if you only have that portion of your merchandise online, if you haven't really you know, spent much time writing descriptions for product or you know providing the kind of details that are the things you would provide in store you know you'd say oh well this is you know this runs a little small or this <laughs> is this way or that way this color actually looks a little better uh, you know like this or you can act- accessorize it with x those are all things that you can do online um, and customers are starting to expect that and if you only have that small portion of your product online and you don't treat it seriously, you're not going to get a serious result, um, kind of to your point. And there are there are retailers out there who are able to grab a template on one of these platforms and spin it up and you know get something going relatively quickly. But uh, but really getting that your first introduction and getting your you know best foot forward it's it's kind of like you say you know with build out of your store or with you can you can do it yourself um but the it, it really depends on um you know you're learning something new in most cases and you got to not be shy about that and not get intimidated about it and having a guide who has experience doing that um having you know uh, like in our case we take a lot of pride in helping uh the retailers that we work with you know adopt best practices t- telling them about hey we've got uh, other customers who are doing this and it's been really successful like you know that kind of um guidance and assistance in getting going um, and kind of creating continued professional relationship around the success of your business, I think is is really critical, and especially during this period because, um, you know, we we want the vaccine and um, and everything to kind of do what it's going to do over the next six months or so. But the reality is, is I mean, what have the nine months taught us? Um, you know, it wasn't a two week shutdown initially think we just don't know exactly what's going to happen and that uncertainty you know we've got to sort of prepare for and take a stance that uh is all in and you know practical about how we're going to connect with customers and and online is not it's not uh, an extravagance any longer it, it is it is a practical need for the business just like signage just like anything else oh my gosh yes it is it is so important. And, you know, the the thing that it's not just about being online, I think, and you you, you touched on this, it, it really is about like the customer service. And, you know, the idea that we've had this thing out there that is the first thing that people see about our store, our storefront is our website, um, especially during the shutdown as people have been learning about new things um, that that is what they are experiencing first is is what does your site say about you um but i think where where a lot of retailers miss a really cool opportunity is in the way that we can serve them in a similar way that we do our storefront Uh, and that's something that i am really big on like when we talk through like site structure and what are we going to do online you know one of the first things we talk about is like all right so if i come in and i know i'm wanting like a gift for my wife, like, what are you asking me to walk me through what you're doing in your storefront? 
and then getting to, okay, well, how can we do something similar online? So, you know, you talked about, you know, the example of like someone grabbing a sweater and, you know, the salesperson may offer a few details about what it pairs with or um, something they should know about that product. And we can do that online. Uh, and you can do that with through simple things. Like for example, in Shopify, which uh, most of you listening, I'm sure are on, um, you know, on Shopify, you can use an app that would, that would be something like, Hey, this pairs well with, or uh, this is styled with, and you can choose everything that is in the image right below. Um, it's a really easy way to serve your customer in a similar way that, to to what you do online. Uh, I think the hard part for most brick and mortar stores is, um, honestly, it's, it's hard to go from a brick and mortar mindset where you feel like you're helping people because you are physically the one doing it uh, to the fact that you are helping people. You just don't know that you are. Uh, they are being served by your website, but you don't like get to actively experience it. And I think that's a a weird, big like mental challenge for most brick and mortar stores. Um, but so Evan, I, you know, most of my audience, most of the people that are listening to this are not like these massive brands with 25, 30 people on their team. Uh, they don't have a warehouse. You know, most of them are you know, they have a storefront, they might have two or three locations. Uh, and some I would say most are probably online looking for ways to grow. Um, but I would say most are pretty small businesses with small teams. If you were in their shoes, and they are real, like they're, they're either going to um, open their online store soon. So brick and mortar store opening online, or they've had it, but they're going to start taking it seriously. And they really want to Oh, geez, I don't know what that was. Uh, but they're going to work on growing very soon. Like, what would you say if they have limited time, limited resources, where would you have them put their energies? Uh, so that way they aren't like, you know, just spinning their wheels, doing a thousand things at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm like I mentioned earlier, I'm a firm believer in trying to cat, get as much of your merchandise up online as possible. I think that um, doing that and being able to do that in a way that's scalable, uh, we all have limited time. Um, and right now, it's also difficult to focus because you know, like, there's just so much in the air. Um, and so you know, my advice is, you know, obviously, you know, our, what Accumula does is try and make that operational part as easy as possible and to, you know, cut the amount of time uh, that it takes to manage your online store. Uh, and uh, so I would say, you know, I would focus on having the, the pieces in place for your business that allow you to create your products once to hopefully merchandise them once. And so you can focus on getting the uh, content in there that you need to surface this across the, you know, surface your product across channels and that you've got the photography that you need. Um, a lot of people get intimidated about photography. Some of the best photography I've ever seen is from, you know, owner led boutiques where the owner is the you know, is, is the subject in all the photos and their friends just taking them on the iPhone. It's just 
um, about how you approach that. So I'd say getting that content piece together is really important and having um, your tech technology put together in such a way is that it's easy and simple for you to manage that. And you're not creating, you know, one thing here and another thing there, and then trying to copy this to that. Um, the more that you can make that a streamlined process that you can easily explain to one of your team, uh, you know, a member of your team, then that can be scalable. Um, so I would say on, on top of that, social is critical. And it doesn't mean that you've got to post 17 times a day. But I think that uh, if you think about the way that you yourself shop or the way that you yourself learn about new trends, a lot of that is happening on social. And you've got to, you know, you've got to have a place there. It doesn't mean you have to be trying to you know, sell on Instagram necessarily or, or what, but you do want to tie that into the, the whole experience of your brand and you know, really get the social um, email, the uh, online and what you're doing in store all working together and supporting each other. So like one of the things that we recommend a lot is um, we ha- Accumula has a technology that if you say have multiple locations, you can show which, which locations have a particular item in stock. And you can see that really easily. And that helps drive this relationship between the online and in-store because if someone knows that it's in-store, they're going to want to just come down and check it out and they're not going to wonder. You know, that's a thing that I'll bet that, you know, anyone who's listening, you've thought about that, like whether you've gone and, I don't know, bought something at Target or what during this pandemic where you've looked and seen, hey, do they actually have this in stock? Can I order it for curbside? Can I make this as simple as possible for me? And they have to be able to access that content. And, you know, you have to be able to access reliable um, information in order to be able to do that. And that's something that can run on autopilot more or less. Once you've got that set up, it's a little intimidating to think about from the beginning. But I think that's, you know, those are the things that we really encourage folks to focus on is that, you know, getting your content together, uh, having a regular presence on social and, uh, you know, being able to do something with email, though I think email is fading a little bit. SMS is also a, a big deal now in terms of keeping that close relationship with customers but you know trying to think about all of those pieces and really prioritizing them because it's easy to get overwhelmed by it but you need to kind of be playing on multiple fronts now i think to uh to really stay in the in the game ultimately uh because everyone's trying to adapt to uh you know, and and all of your shoppers are feeling you know a similar sort of anxiety and un- uncertainty too. So you know we're all kind of in this strange boat. Yeah, and I think to add to what you're saying, and, and I don't, I think you would agree with everything I'm about to say. So just so we're clear, I know that Evan. Would I'll agree tell with you me. if I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the important thing he's talking about needing to be in in multiple places, and the, the importance of prioritizing that. And I think a lot of people struggle with how do you prioritize it? And, you know, the thing that I could, I'll sing from the rooftop like every single day is the importance of really understanding your customer. And I, I think when once you go to online retail, it is never more important to understand who it is that you serve. Uh, when you're in store, you can compensate a lot 
with good customer service. Mm -hmm. You know, like just being nice can do it. But online, people really have to land on your site and be like, oh my gosh, this is for me. I belong here. Well, you understand who it is that you're serving. That is how you prioritize it. Uh, Email marketing, you know, for some, some people live by their inbox. And if that's your customer, then you need to go like dive deep into email marketing. Um, Whereas some, they live on their cell phones and they check their email once a week. Then great. That's where text is important. Uh, Some of your audience may be huge on Instagram and not on anything else. Then by all means, focus there. Who knows? Your customer might be big on like this whole clubhouse thing. Great. Get on clubhouse this week and start a room and start talking. Uh, By the way, I'm loving clubhouse. I don't know if you're on it, Evan, um, but it's been. <laughs> I've got a three-year-old. I, I don't do anything outside. <laughs> Which I should say, you mentioned the uh, online store. That that was my like the exact example you used was mm-hmm. me all summer. Uh, you know, like most of America, I was trying to get like outdoor stuff for my kids, and uh, you know, finding like kiddie pools, like kids' pools. Yeah, I live in Texas, so it's really hot. Um, and you know, finding that was so hard and I finally found one at target and was able to do curbside pickup for it. Um, and I had to search like six different locations in Houston to finally find one. And had they not had something like that set up, I never would have found that online pool and, or that pool, not the online pool. That'd be weird. Um, but the pool and, you know, let's be honest, like had other retailers had something similar. I probably would have been doing the same thing, but right. was one of the few that had it. Right, but so to to your point there, right? Um, the average person probably shops more frequently at Target for the regular. You know, we'll just use Target as the example. You may be a Walmart person, or who knows, but but let's use that as the example because they've done incredible uh, incredible growth this year, and I would say you know the average person shops more at a store like that that offers that inventory visibility, that offers curbside pickup, that gives you more choices for how you want to uh, get the product, giving you a little bit more information. So they're kind of setting the stage for what customers now expect. And so I, I do like kind of preach that that's a great example of the new habits that people are coming up with. And and the technology that's available now quite simply can deliver a lot of those, that same experience. Um, you just have to uh, implement it and, you know, tell your team, hey, when we get a curbside order, this is what we do. It's not a, um, it's not a mountain. It, it really is, you know, achievable for, for any retailer of any size. And I think that it's it's a way that you can, create the kind of customer service experience um, that, you know, makes the shopper feel like, Hey, that, you know, these are my people, they get it. <laughs> you know, um, that's, that's, uh, that's what I would say is ultimately is the, fo- the focus kind of, like you said, is like figuring out who, where your customer is and, you know, it takes experimentation, but uh, when you connect, you, you'll know it. Um, and, you just have to you just have to persevere with that just like you have you know throughout this year when times have been uncertain 
Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, so if you were to now think on the other side, you know, I say like, okay, what would you recommend for a brick and mortar store who's going to launch online? Um, and I think that sometimes knowing what to do is just as important as knowing what not to do. Uh, so what would you say is maybe like one of the, uh, and I don't mean like your horror story mistakes. I mean, your more pragmatic or practical mistakes that you've seen, uh, over, let's say over the last year, uh, that, that someone could avoid as they really start to focus online? Well, I, you know, a big part of what we preach is to try and not change everything at once. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of re- retailers will go out there and kind of look at things and go, well, you know, I talked to these people and they said that I could do X, Y, Z and, and change everything. And, th- and that's something that, that we're, um, we, we really try and promote, you know, hey, let's let's not change everything at once. The, the world has enough change in it. And let's uh, be selective about what we're going to do. And also not don't change things too frequently. You do have to dive in and get to know um, the tools that you're using in order to, to uh, really advance. And so, the, you know, I would say you you learn from other retailers really what what to do and what not to do you know we're all in communities even even those of us who compete against each other and um everybody is trying to i think really is trying to help everybody else um you know have the best business and kind of the best life that that they can and so I would listen to and you know get involved in some of the groups out there like Boutique Hub that that really um, help promote this um, as a as an ethos um, and sharing information and look at uh, you know run experiments and not everybody's a scientist right but you know when when you've been trying things out in your store and trying out different approaches um, for years probably and you know when you you start to hit kind of a, a, a good mojo. So um, if I'm going to be super specific about it, I'd say try not to use too many apps. It's really easy to get into, say, uh, Shopify. And I, on average, I think we see like some customers, the average is like 22 apps that they're running. Oh, my um, God. That's too many. Like I'll just go on record right now and say, like, if you need 22 apps, um, you're probably trying to do too much and not doing it well, or, um, you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve, maybe there's another way to do it. Um, and you have to think about these things as being scalable and, and being something you can, you can explain to someone else. When someone comes to work on your team, do you want to be explaining you know, how a bunch of um, applications work or what the process is. So try and get your processes dialed in um, and, you know, make it clear. Like, it's not a problem. I'll, I'll give you one example. And we see this a lot. And I guess I could have just started with this, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so we see a lot that people don't enter product into, say, their point of sale system or online 
until the box shows up. Please do yourself a favor. When you place that order, start getting it into whatever system you're using, you know, your point of sale, ideally, so that it's all ready to receive. If you can do that, then you can get ahead of the what merchandising you need to do online, you know, writing a description or whatever. You may be able to get everything ready so that as soon as product gets there, you're able to not just get it on the floor. Like we commonly see people put product on the floor and they haven't received it, right? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, we were just, you know, try, we just we're excited to get it out there. Well, that's a nightmare that has to stop. Like these are very basic things, but if you if you can get those processes dialed in, um, so you don't have to think about those things and they become second nature, um, the romance of of running a store goes away when you're not making money, right? So, uh, so you've got to get these these operational parts also going, even if it's not your, you know, first skill, even if it's not the, uh, you know, it's not the dream. No one's dream is managing product data, but it is a critical part of your business. And someone on your team has got to get good at it. And hopefully you'll document how they do it so that you can, you know, when that person moves on to another job or whatever, that you you're able to easily say to the next person, hey, here we go. Because change is real. If anything, if you know, this retail has always had a lot of ups and downs, but this year has has really told us, hey, how can we be prepared for change? And how can we uh, be ready to uh, just roll with it uh, and embrace it? And, and being prepared uh, with your processes, having that outreach, on those other channels, those are the things that are going to help you have the most resilient business, and I think have you know more confidence the next time that there's any, you know, any sort of uh, bump in the road. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think you know I'm really big in like the whole personal development world, and one of the like the big things I learned, gosh, maybe like two years ago, and it's transformed my life is you know how important habits are and that if you want to be like someone let's say you look at that retailer in your Instagram feed and you you know you know they're doing 10 million a year and you would just give anything to be like them that one of the best things you can do is try to learn what their habits are what do the, how do they spend their time what do they do uh, how do they run their business all these different things and it's literally from like if you can find out what do they do in the morning, uh, you can find out what they, when do they take lunch or whatever. Uh, if they have a life that looks like what you want, you try to emulate them. Now, I have been behind the scenes now of, gosh, uh, hundreds of retailers. And I don't know if I could find any over $10 million a year that would ever imagine not entering their purchasing information before a box gets there. Oh yeah. You can't get there. And it's not, you can't do it. And I think it's not it, because it's important on so many different levels. And it's crazy because it's such a boring thing. We're literally talking about purchase orders, which like who doesn't hate them? They're, they're the worst, but 
you know, first, it makes your life easier when the box gets there because you just receive it, you count what's in there, you and then it's on the floor, it's online, you're good to go. But second, you know, we're talking about like you're open to buy. How much can you spend? How can we get our cash flow under, under control? Well, if you don't know, you you need to know what you have in stock. In let's say tops, for example, you need to know how how much in at retail value in tops do you have? Uh, you need to know how much you're expecting to sell. But you it, you also have to know what am I going to be getting in. If you don't know what you're going to be getting in, right. you are, you know, you're going to market and buying on a guess, uh, and ed- even an educated guess, but still a guess, and that is the cash flow of your business. So, uh, it's not just because of you know getting things online quickly or making it easy on the people receiving your merchandise. It serves like ten purposes, and I think that's one of the habits of a larger retailer to emulate. And that's why I'm so big on like, uh, you know, I talk all the time about, you know, I think that every omni-channel retailer, I hate using that word. Um, every I, I, hate the, I hate the word too. I just had to get over it. Yeah. Because, because it was everywhere. I we at, for, at one point we had a bit on our front of our website that said omni-channel is dead <laughs> because we just wanted to try and kill that word. But the, the fact is, 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 you know, it, we still haven't made this full transition. So we've got to use something. Yeah. Um, we're going to use that word. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's this idea of like you have the visionary, which is typically the owner. And then you have the creative who's bringing it to life visually. Uh, and then you need to have, and every brick and mortar retailer has to have that doer, the tactical person yeah. who yeah. actually does the things. And, there's a harmony that exists between the three of those roles. And sometimes that may be two people and sometimes that may be 30 people. Um, but the at, at, at the core, you need all three and rarely can one person do all three. Um, so Evan, I'd love to transition and kind of start to wrap us up. Um, you know, you ultimately help integrate really good brick and mortar tools with Am I right? You do Shopify. I know you all. Do you also do Magento? Yeah, we work with we work with Shopify. We work with Magento. We work with a number of point of sale uh, systems, and then we also, for larger retailers, you know, that are scaling out there, we we work with uh, ERPs, um, enter, enterprise resource planning, and if they have like a warehouse system, we also do that. And we have you know businesses that we've worked with for years who who've gone from three locations to 50. And so like just getting to know what that trajectory is like is, is kind of what our offering is, is to help a business grow that far. Yeah. So let's say we're talking to a a single location retailer here. Um, And, you know, where would Accumula fit into their world? Because I think that there is this question for a lot of, retailers of just like getting out there and trying to find the cheapest point of sale uh, that, you know, does what it needs to do, which I guess would technically just be like, I can add an item and I can take a credit card and not really worry about these other pieces. But I think uh, hopefully if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know that there's much more that you need out of your tools than that. Um, Like where does Accumula fit into their world? Um, And why not just go to these cheaper tools? 
that technically get the job done, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, right. The number one thing you've got to be able to do is take money, you know, or, or you don't have a business. So it's true that like you can use any tool that will help you take money um, from customers, but kind of like you, you just mentioned uh, when we're talking about inventory and inventory planning and things like that, tools that can grow with your business. And as you become more sophisticated as a business um, owner and, a, and, a, and an operator, that um, that is a, is a bit of a, a different game. So the, the kind of businesses that we work with, you know, obviously we, the bulk of our, our customers are using Shopify, regardless of the size of the business. It's probably 90% of the online that we do. And, um, and Shopify has their own point of sale. And a, and a lot of folks will say, well, you know, the point of sale, it's simple, it's easy, I can do it all in one place. And for some businesses, that's, that's great. It, it's not a problem. And, you know, we're, we're uh, working usually with businesses who found that they need to um, they need to manage that inventory more closely. They need more details. They need more control over their the permissions that their staff have. Like these are operational things that a dedicated point of sale is often uh, better suited for. And Accumula's role is to make, say, Shopify and that point of sale system work together as one system so that it's essentially the same thing for your team. Um, but if you already have one of those point of sales, you don't have to change anything. Um, we, the way that we're biased as a, you know, as a platform is that we don't want you to be logging in to Accumulate to do anything. So we build everything so that you can do it from within the point of sale. So when you receive new product in the point of sale and you're ready for it to publish to the other channels, you simply add a tag to it and that will publish it to the other channels. Your team doesn't have to learn another piece of software. You're just going to use what you've already got. And I would say, you know, when it comes to those other tools, like whether it's Square or Shopify or like, um, the other tools that are out there, a lot of times it's that inventory piece that isn't as fully developed that is that requires you to use another app. And we're we really want you to to use as few apps as possible to run the business if you can and grow into more specialized applications like as the time goes on. Cause you may find there's uh, you know, you mentioned like related items or like customers who bought this also bought that, like there are specialized apps that will deliver a great experience for that, but you don't have to have that from the get-go. You do have to have your inventory. You do have to have a record of, you know, receiving and your costs and tracking those things. And um, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, a dedicated point of sale system does a better job of that because it's, it's just a little further along than um, the solutions out there that are great at taking money and can be a good experience, but um, are hard, a little harder to run the business on. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and in transparency, a lot of the clients that we're working with, I would say a majority are working with Accumula because they're using uh, more robust tools. And I, I would add 
Uh, and just so we're clear, if you go sign up for Accumula, I'm not getting anything for this. Uh, and Evan didn't ask me to say it, but I'll say that, uh, you know, a mistake that you want to avoid is getting in the cheapest thing, getting in with like the most quote unquote accessible when the tool that could actually scale your business is attainable. You know, there are times when, uh, like if, if you're starting a consulting company, you don't need to go out there and buy like this Salesforce, like complicated CRM software. You could just start with something really simple and cheap. But what's crazy is in the retail world, honestly, it's, it's actually very attainable to get the tool, the same tool that you need at 40 locations can be the exact same tool for a single location. Uh, you know, so like, Lightspeed, for example, or, or Heartland used to be Springboard. Uh, these really good tools that honestly can take and scale your business um, aren't that much more expensive than even just adding like Shopify Pro to your plan. Uh, and so I think that it's a long term strategy to go start with the right tool or switch to the right tool so you're not doing it later when you're dying for data and you know that that data that right now may only cost you a hundred dollars a year well when you're when you're doing five million a year there are these small tweaks that reports really give you the the information on you know that can be something that costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars and if you don't have that data you can't make those changes yeah I, you know just just to add to that what we commonly see is someone might start with square and then they say, well, I really need to get online. And then they'll get Shopify. And then they'll say, oh, well, Shopify point of sale. Shopify said that that'll be better. And it, and it is than not not having, you know, Square and I guess Weebly now. is Anyway, but ultimately they go from the Square, Shopify, and then like a Lightspeed or a Heartland um, sort of trajectory and kind of look back at the cost that there are all these hidden costs in starting cheap that you've got to retrain your staff. You have new ways of doing things. Again, you don't, you know, you're changing your processes and everybody's got to learn an, another way to do it. Just even the change in the user interface and what you see on screen, it can be uh, confusing. And that then costs you at the customer service level as well, because you're confused when you're doing that in front of a customer um, doing checkout and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's easy to say, well, this is going to be, you know, $49 a month. Um, and to say, well, I want to keep my costs low, but there's a cost to having the wrong tool as well, kind of like you said. And that costs you people hours and productivity and opportunity. And so you definitely want to keep that in mind. I mean, we we work with a lot of different platforms and a lot of different businesses and, and have over the years, we have about a thousand customers right now and of, of all different sizes. And the one thing that they tell us over and over again is we don't want to change, you know, how we're doing things if it's working. Um, and each time you change that technology, you know, there's a bit of risk there. And, and so we want to uh, definitely getting started with the right tool I think is important. And you may not know everything that you need, but knowing that you can grow with that tool, ideally something that you don't have to run a lot of apps with 
in order to, you know, that has flexibility and has partners that offer specific solutions, but you don't need a ton of app, apps to uh, make it do what it needs to do. Um, that's, I think, paramount in like kind of make, taking that plunge. If you're using Excel and have a cash register, then anything's going to be better. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, just from reportability and traceability and customer experience. But, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, our <laughs> Accumula or Streamline, you know, we, we help a lot of companies make some of those decisions on what's going to be best for them um, when they reach that point where they, they're ready to look at it. And, and, you know, that time comes when it comes. For sure. And I think uh, if I just can say, if you heard, you know, I think Evan said a lot of really cool things in our time together today, uh, which I really appreciate. Uh, One like small thing that he's mentioned a few times, and I really want to make sure it's driven home. Um, Simplicity. You know, I think a lot of you that are like wanting to go online or really start to take it serious, uh, you think that your online store has to be this like crazy robust thing. And I think it does need to represent your brand and your experience. But don't think that that means like this really complex thing. In fact, I would say the more complex you get, like Evan talks about, you know, installing a ton of apps and having all of this doesn't make you more successful. In fact, I would say like when I do talks at market and conferences or whatever, and when I open it up for Q&A at the end, one of the the interesting things I found is that um, typically the most common or the most complicated questions I get are from people who aren't online yet. I'll get the incredibly complicated scenarios and all this stuff. And then I'll ask about like what they're doing right now. And they're like, well, you know, we're formulating a business plan. And I'm like, um, where did that scenario even come from? Uh, don't run to complication. I would even say that the most successful brand that I've ever worked with has still to this day, the most like stupid, simple website ever. Uh, they hardly use any apps and, you know, they just have a very simple business and, mm. you know, they've Point they're doing multi-million dollars a year with this very simple business. And so don't feel like you need to, to complicate it, um, but focusing on the right things, like those the like Evan talked about, those operational um, pieces that need to be in line and, and photography and product details, you know, that's the stuff to focus on. Don't focus on this ninja crazy website. Uh, yeah, I, I saw this one website that did XYZ and can we be sure that mine does that? It's like, hold on, let's make sure like, do we have content? That website first? being Amazon.com. And, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's interesting. So if you are running the complication in your mind, uh, slow that down, let yourself just start simple and you know, one of my mentors, his name's Greg Hickman. Um, you know, he, one of the things he says that I love, which is just, you know, start simple, get ninja later. And I think that's, that's very true for us. Um, so, Hey, Evan, real quick to wrap up, uh, you know, you, again, you help brick and mortar stores tie together their in-store tools with their online tools. Um, if someone wants to find you, if they want to find you on Instagram or online, like where would they do that? Yeah, so we're we're at accumula.com, A-C-C-U-M-U-L-A. 
Just think accumulate without the TE. Um, Accumula, and uh, we're also on uh, the gram and uh, the Facebooks at Accumula Retail, I believe. Um, and, you know, to practice what you preach, I'll, I'll be honest with you, we haven't done a ton on those social channels this year. But, you know, we're not we're connecting with with retailers um, more than, uh, you know, end customers. It's a little bit different for sure. But yeah. um, but yeah, that's that's where you can find us. And uh, our site, we've got chat built into the site. We do a lot of um, we do a webinar every Wednesday where we kind of show how uh, Accumula works uh, in a way that where that's interactive and folks can ask questions. And I uh, just encourage anyone if they're curious to check it out and find out a bit about what we do. We're really trying to help uh, our customers, you know, create the best customer experience and the best employee experience because we found that if if you can make something work for both your customers and employees. Uh, everybody's bought into it. Everybody's happy. And uh, that just brings a great energy to the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So again, I would so recommend checking Accumulate out, especially like if you're using Lightspeed in Heartland, like it is a no brainer to connect with them. And again, I don't get anything uh, for saying that. So by all means, uh, you know, connect with their team. Uh, I love the people that works with Evan, you know, because my clients work a lot with them. I get the pleasure of working with their team a ton. Uh, so yeah, they're a great, a great one to connect with. And again, if you don't uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, you can click, please do click subscribe, rate it, let us know what you uh, enjoy or what we can be doing better. And, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram at retail, Josh, shoot me a DM. Let me know that you are enjoying the show. And if there's something you want me to answer or address or someone I should talk to, um, shoot me that DM at retail Josh on Instagram. So, uh, Evan, thanks for joining me today. And uh, as always, it's great to connect with you. Uh, and those at home, thanks for listening or driving or whatever it is you're doing. We'll see you next time.